We are back. Feels like I was just here. <laughs> For those that um, that are just tuning in, um, we recorded a, an episode that'll be coming out after this. Mm-hmm. Movie magic. Sometimes things are recorded earlier than they come out. You know, and so um, that's that's what that is. Mm-hmm. But so this is the one where we can actually talk about like what did we do last weekend and like blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't think it's even last weekend. I feel like the dates are all just like really fucking around here. We didn't record last week. That's what it is, right? That's what it is. The haters said we wouldn't be back, and they were right this time. They were right that week. But now we're back. Now we're back. And you know what? It's going to be at least, I mean, it's going to be two weeks now that we're going to (laughs) have things going on. Mm -hmm. You know, Aaron, so you've been doing your uh, your Trader Joe's donations, which seems like it's been a raucous success. I've seen quite a few reviews come in so if you if you pay Aaron fifty dollars he'll do a do- he'll send the donation directly to our friend TJ and he'll do a Trader Joe's review of your choice yeah so that yeah. this is this is true um you don't actually Venmo me anymore you actually he just goes straight directly to the just go just go to his GoFundMe. Go fabulous yeah fabulous I go, felt weird cut out taking the donations I want, I want people to know that like I'm not just taking your money he wasn't embezzling and I wanted to make it clear that like all the I will buy the product you donate I will buy the product your donation doesn't help me buy the product that's you right. know what I mean that's right that's but right that's been going on. There's mm-hmm. one that I've been delaying, which I just have to get in. I have to get to. Is it like a sardine? Is that the? It's the sardine one. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Someone decided. Pe- people started to get a little bit kind of ruckus about it. I want to say. Yeah. It turned it into like more of like a survivor challenge, <laughs> where they were like purposefully trying to think of something that wouldn't be good in making yeah. you review it. Human nature. I just. Yeah. The sardine one, I will do it. It just, I need to get in the mood. <laughs> and honestly, literally, I just need to buy sardines. That's, that's part of it. But in relation to that, I had a dream the other night that you took it a step further. And you started an OnlyFans. And you advertised this out and you were like, hey guys, I'm not taking any of the profit. This is going straight to it. the GoFundMe. <laughs> and it was wildly successful do you think it was wildly successful because people were like you know what i wouldn't normally pay eight dollars a month for this Mm -hmm. but it's gonna be a donation well i will say in the dream you really went for it there were nudes you know well uh, (laughs) there were nudes i don't think you can have an OnlyFans without having you can you can oh well i mean like can you though like i mean i don't think you should but there are like celebrities on there who have quote unquote exclusive content but they're not new it's it's just like there are celebrities on there yeah sonia morgan from real housewives of new york city's on there and she doesn't post nudes what the flippity flap what okay this though i think the vast majority of the people on there are showing stuff it's like a porn thing but like There was a moment in time that they were about to ban porn, right? Like, and then oh, oh, they thought loose. they were, yeah. And you then can't they, do that. They, they reversed that. You had to, yeah. Um, okay, so since we last met, too, I also saw Arcade Fire. How was it? Um, none of us got sexually assaulted. That's good. So That's good. I mean, a plus effort for everyone there. <laughs> Solid. We. Do you ever like? Sometimes there's the stages that like. Or, like, the area in the middle that they carve out that you know they're going to use as, like, a second stage. Yeah. 
Gaga did it for um, the Joanne tour. Uh huh. Same mm-hmm. thing here. And okay. so, like, we go to Armory and I see the stage kind of in the middle with the piano and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if I've ever seen that at Armory. I've never seen that at Armory, but I was like, huh. I know, I I know what this is. Yeah. And so I positioned myself right behind, like right in front of it, like yeah, close to the stage, right there. Mm-hmm. Didn't even try and fight the crowd to get closer. Right. It worked out. We were like literally third row when they went to the the back like three different times. Oh wow! So fun. Perfect. And their energy is just wild. They were going through the crowd and performing. It oh was. My God. It was something else. Could yeah. you touch them? I didn't want to. That's probably you know. Fair. Right now, yeah. We don't touch Not in these times. Got to be consensual. That's it's got to right. be both parties. That's right. But then one of the other, so that was last weekend, and this week, last weekend, I went to my parents' place, and I, I wanted to tell you a story, um, and I, like, just, I, we don't need to process it necessarily. Sure. It just, I need to, like, get it out there. I need to put it on the universe. Yeah. Knowing that my parents don't listen to the podcast. Oh, of course. Never. So I go at home on Friday morning, and I'm going to work from home on Friday. Okay. And so I get there, and I go down to the, um... To the place I worked last time, which was my brother's old, like his old room. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a desk in there, easy peasy, good chair to sit in, the whole thing. Good lumbar support. No, but oh. like fine enough. Sure. Fine enough for what, what you're trying to get here. And I'm I'm video conferencing and I'm noticing there's lots of my mom's artwork all around the, the, the room. Mm-hmm. Like a paper mache, like rocking pig, sure. weird things. Knickknacks. And paddy wax. Yeah. And I look up and I see this um, this picture that looks like it's three people standing kind of together. And then I look closer and then there's um, two dogs and they, they both happen to be pugs with, um, there's, and then I look further at the painting and I'm, I'm noticing there's also two pugs that have angel wings, like they're <laughs> in heaven. And I, I start to wonder, okay, well, who do I, who do I know that is three people with that have two pugs and two dead pugs. And I go, well, couldn't be, oh, wait, it, yeah, it's my brother, my mom, and my dad, and their two dogs, and not me. <laughs> what? Literally. Wow. And like, that's a lot to process. So much to process. And I can't, I can't even, t- I like, I, are you the older child? I'm the younger one. So no, she. This is wait, new. This, this is, is a- new. <laughs> this is new art. <laughs> wow, we gotta get your mom on the pod. <laughs> I think we gotta go straight to the source. You, you, you can totally forgive like pictures where people aren't included. Okay, because but this I was, was this is a manifested piece of artwork. I was hoping this is just like. You know, it came about before you were born. You had a shitload of pugs before that. Not the case. Okay. No, this is brand new. And I'm just, and like, Prairie's not a pug. No. So it like, it's very clear <laughs> who was excluded. <laughs> wow. And I don't know what pugs, to do about it. Pugs only <laughs> in the mink of a household. That is, that is the only like... I think even remotely redeemable thing that they could say is like, oh, we just wanted to kind of do a pug thing. And you don't have a pug here and you have a French bulldog. Mmm. But even that, like that is crazy. Literally, I and I did not, I didn't even I did not want to bring it up. 
I don't know if I will bring it up. I want to. I, I think it's going to eat at you. It could live with but me it, forever. But it'll also, like, <laughs> it's kind of going to, it's creating conflict. Clearly. Which that might, is great. I can't believe that. It is what it is. It is what wow. it is. Well, if anything changes with that, we're gonna need updates. Oh, we're gonna yeah. I will. I will let. I will let the leaders know what happens and transpires after <laughs> I finally decide to just casually bring it up with my parents because I can't wait. It, it just uh, oh, that's wild. What anything uh, new with you for the past couple weeks? You went somewhere, didn't you? Um, I honestly go so many places these days that I forget where I am and when. Where that did Delta I go? VIP? Where wow. Did I go? Oh, I was in Lake Tahoe recently. Yeah, what was that about? Um, just a fun visit to some of Eric's old college friends. Oh, um, fun. One I'd met before, two I had not, but they were lovely, gracious hosts. Um, got to see a lot of the Tahoe sites. It did. It was like it had been snowing already, which okay. I hadn't really mentally adjusted to. Like, So we got in later one night, yeah. and then the next morning we were in the car going to where we're going. It took me a solid five minutes to be like, oh, there's snow on the ground. Wow. And I, in yeah. Tahoe? Oh, yeah. Already? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota yeah. totally makes sense. Tahoe is... Oh, yeah. There was snow before there was in Minnesota. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And, I, and now I'm just like... I think I'm finally there mentally. Like it's winter. It it is winter. It's winter. But yeah. Other than that, it was a lovely trip. A lot of espresso martinis. That's what I heard. Yeah. That's what I saw. I'm not gonna say I I started the trend of like when it's okay to start drinking those, but I was an early adopter this year. And by start drinking those, do you mean like time of the day, or do you mean like? Season. Seasonality. I, I think espresso martinis have always had their kind of niche place in the world of, of uh, you know, libations, but I might have just started a renaissance. What? Okay, explain more. I, I just posted a few times about them. And you think Simon's people are going to... Simon's getting an espresso martini, and I'm just saying they've been all over people's stories after I posted that. I'm not. I'm not taking credit for anything. I w- I'm I, just honestly, saying. I wouldn't if I was you. I'm because... just saying. I think <laughs> they might have been around. I'm just saying. It's like you doing the expressiato mercado or whatever that one thing is. Bigliato. <laughs> oh, th- the way that came into the mainstream, and I literally knew nothing about it and still honestly don't know anything no, about no. it. I have no idea what people are talking about. When Well, now I know it was like a... House of Dragon thing where the two main actresses are talking about their favorite drink and one of them goes, oh, stunning. That's all I know about it. Yeah, I don't even... And I don't want to know. That's further than I knew. I don't know who these people are. I just knew that I saw the clip of her going, Spigliato Mercado. With a Negroni. And it kind of sounds like the new Pokemon starters, to be honest. Some of those new Pokemon are cute. They are very, very cute. Lechonk? But I already caught a Lechonk. I I called him Chonk Monster. Mm. That was his name. Um, but yeah, the cute Pokemon, but there's also some ones that like just look like bizarre. There's one that literally looks like a flamingo. There's nothing like, <laughs> and then there's one that looks like a dolphin. And then it evol- it evolves and all it does is get a tattoo. That's, that's its evolution. It's a bad boy. 
it becomes the bad boy. It's like the game is a little wackadoo, a little out there. Speaking of bad boys, um, in are you watching White Lotus this season? I am watching. I have not seen the episode that came out this last week. Okay, yet. no spoilers. It's not a spoiler. But it's just funny to me. There's this one girl character. She's like in her 20s and... She has, like, one kind of love interest on one side, and then she bumps up into this other guy who is a pot- other potential love interest. And it's just funny that this other guy is, like, you can tell he's kind of a bad boy because he had t- has tattoos and he's from Essex. So, wait. Love that. I'm picking up what you're putting down. You're yeah. saying the short, blonde-haired girl. Yeah. She, the there's a new person that comes in yeah. to the mix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, Add mm-hmm. the drama. Yeah. Everyone on, everyone on... Twitter is thinking that the two main guys are gonna fuck. No. And I'm like, I don't see it at all. I don't either. I think gay gay guys are just really into unattainable straight men for some reason. Something I've never understood. And they think he's really hot. That's it. They're both really hot. Oh, they're both really hot. Actually, I will say the non-douchey one, very hot. So hot. I think they're both hot. Yeah, objectively. I mean, I just I don't like. Don't like. That I know he's, a, he's a character. I know he's a character. The actor is different. I can't help it. You can't help it. I no. can't help it. Mm-mm. It's the same as Idris Elba playing that douchey guy on The Office. I can't get over it. R- really? He was so awful. <laughs> he was awful, but the, there's there's also so many like. But he's in so many other things. And for some reason, it was the first thing I ever saw him in. I can't get it out of my mind. Me either. Me either. <sighs> Anyways. I know how that goes. You, you you get you get typecast into one thing in, in your mind, and you're like, yes. that's what they are. It's that's usually, all they can it's be. It's usually the very first thing you see them in, and you can't see them as anything else. I think that Steve Carell found his way out of it. Because he should have, yeah. like, he, yeah. he could have been. He could have been Michael. And I would say Abby Plaza, like, I think this role in White Lotus is pretty different from her typical role that she's kind of been typecast into. Absolutely. So good for her. She's been taking on some, like, different acting roles as of late, and I think she's doing incredible. I love her character. Love how she's doing it. Yeah. Mm. She she is another one that we're just going to kind of continue to stand. Absolutely. but we, we, we do have a, an album that we are reviewing today. We do. Um, it was, I think, Simon, this was your recommendation. Yeah, it was one that I I kind of, well, I sh- it should be put on record that a friend of the pod, Rochelle. Rochelle. Hi, Rochelle. She did allegedly tell me weeks ago, like, hey, you should check out Wise Blood. That's the artist we're reviewing. Right, yeah, yeah. And I might have seen it, might not have, didn't get to it at the time. But within the last month or so, I've really just devoured some of her previous work. And I knew she had an album coming out. And I was like, why don't we review it? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do it. But yeah, so I, I have listened to her previous album, Titanic Rising. Big right. fan of that album. Um, and was really excited to review this one. And what I was reading online uh, in preparation for today was... That Titanic is, it's I guess it's kind of a three-part trilogy, and the album that we're reviewing today is the second one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is like, what's it called? And in the darkness, hearts aglow, which is almost kind of on the Allie and AJ train. It it's almost there. <laughs> almost. It's not that bad. Nothing is quite like that. Um, 
but it's it's the second album. I think it's like her fifth album within this name, but it kind of sounded like she might have been doing a different name. So if I remember before. correctly, she was in a band to start and then went solo, but just and was also called Wise Blood, but just like spelled it a little differently. She's a little kooky. She's a little kooky. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And now she's the Wise Blood she is now. W-E-Y-E-S. Yeah, very, very out there, very fun. I yeah. love a good, unique name. For sure. Um, listening to it, and you saying that uh, that Ray would be suggesting it, yeah. makes total sense. Total sense. This is a very Ray album. Rochelle, and I think... Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does she... Does does Rochelle go by Rochelle? Or I feel like Ray Rochelle, sometimes. Rochelle. Never Ray? I think with like certain people, she she has different things she likes to be called. Okay, but I think Rochelle. Well, Rochelle, I know you're listening. So like, <laughs> we know you're listening. <laughs> I I I think I was just assuming based on your Instagram that it was Ray. Her Instagram, right? So yeah, which we might have to edit out. <laughs> uh, you just made me have to edit the podcast side. It'll and... never happen again. I promise. I promise you that. No, uh, yeah, comment in. It is, yeah, so it's very in the, the, when I was listening, um, I listened, I think, once this weekend, and then I listened, like, back to back to back to back a lot today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It very much felt like, yeah, like a Mitski, like a Sharon Van Etten. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. much that kind of whimsical um, singer, songwriter, mm-hmm minimalist but also like transcendent in some ways yeah what i really like about wise blood is that she has a really heavy hand in a lot of the production and so a lot of those like instrumental arrangements that you hear are like she's in on that which i think is so impressive right yeah. so cool um I, when i first heard like titanic rising for example right it had a there are just some albums and artists where you really uh, kind of like, you know, the auteurs of film where you watch their movies and you know, just like the style is so distinctive. Like that's a Tarantino movie. Right. That's, yeah. that's a Spielberg right. touch right there. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like there are certain artists that I had that has that same effect on me where I listen to them and they just take me someplace where no one else does. And I kind of got that when I first listened to Titanic Rising, where I was just like, where has this album been all my life? And right. why didn't I listen to Rochelle the first time when she told me to listen to this? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just kind of picked up on, like, kind of the way she arranges things and the way she'll put, like, strings or whatever in, like, certain areas. It's just like, oh, that feels very... Intentional. Intentional. That feels very wise blood. Yeah. 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 In most of the songs, if not all the songs, I didn't like fully confirm this, but I think they're all written by her. Yeah, right? I think like, I think so. I think she writes everything. It's very single singer songwriter, mm-hmm. like in terms of um, the voice of it all. Mm-hmm. Which um, I will say that this is one of those those um, albums that I think it's going to take me a lot more listens to truly be yeah. able to to get. Um, a lot of the lyrics and meanings out of the songs mm-hmm. that I, I just, I, I tried to listen along and try and try to do some of it, but it didn't necessarily like feel at first or second listen. Like it was super easy to digest like totally. some other artists. I've probably listened to this album like 10 times. 
maybe and I still feel like I'm like scraping the surface kind of yeah yeah I still am not even certain like very confident on my top op like no there's some, there's at least a few that I'm going between right and so, I mean the easiest the easy cop out is in the darkness for your for biggest flop but like right. <laughs> but I'm not gonna do that one <laughs> Well, who knows? Maybe I will. Maybe I'll, we'll see what I do. We'll see. We'll see what I do. We'll see. But this album, like, it, what's also kind of refreshing about Wise Blood, at least with this album, again, I can't speak to her previous albums, but um, the songs are all, like, five, six minutes. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a 10-song album. One of the songs is 15 seconds, but the rest right. are all, like meaty yeah. and so with 10 songs it's still 46 minutes long it's a yeah you're, you're <laughs> it's like a long album for okay yeah. yeah that would be yeah. an on average i think like what like four minutes four minutes and, 10 know. seconds yeah, yeah something, something like that. that yeah we didn't go to school for math no mm-mm. i went to or school math. for advertising what did you go to school for um started off in fashion went to french and linguistics so mm-hmm. naturally i'm doing a music podcast bonjour we are <laughs> we are we are um bon accredited That's you know right. bon apple teats bon apple teats um <laughs> what but um just like you know you mentioned earlier that this is like the second in a trilogy right and, right and what i appreciate is like even visually looking at like the albums for the two and then you know, looking at the the themes and everything, I do think it is like very cohesive even across, you know, going from Titanic Rising to this album. So I am very, like, I'm excited to see what that third piece is because you can read all into like what the first album is about and how it shifts kind of into the second. And I think this song is like, there's a lot, there's a mix of like hope, but like also some morbidity and like, yeah you know it it just she has this way of like going between the two yeah that is so enticing to me i don't know i yeah i mean it's it's i i I don't know i I feel like i can't describe it more than like kind of just saying it's a it's in the same vein as mitski like in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. i and i think the yeah, they, what you were talking about with the instrumentals and everything else like that. There, I was um, listening to my listening to it in my apartment, and I didn't catch pick it up on it. Or yeah, I, I am like stumbling over my words right now. We didn't do our vocal warm ups. No, ma, today. ma, <laughs> God, unique New York, unique New York. Um, no, I um, was listening, and I I could hear like dolphin sounds in yeah. a song. Yeah, there's there's so many acoustic elements like layered in yeah and they all like serve a very specific purpose and work together it's just very neat to listen to you mentioned that the the first album and the second album cohesively work really well together Mm -hmm. do you think that that's like are you talking about like the same sound or is it just like yeah what about it it's in the sounds she uses it's in the themes it kind of goes across both, but like I said, like I've I've listened to this album probably ten times. I've listened to Titanic Rising maybe seven or eight, and I still feel like I have so much research and like listening to do to fully process like what the albums are supposed to be about. Like there are some things you can pull just from like the lyrics that are pretty obvious, just in right. like yeah, you know, like the song where there's a song where she's talking about like 
well, we've been cooped up for X amount of time and now we're just supposed to like, we're told we're like, it's over. We're supposed to go out into the world and just like, right. And that is like really interesting to think about. Like we have been, you know, living under new circumstances for a long time. And in a lot of ways we are kind of done with that, but we're forever changed by how that shaped things. And it's, yeah. Whereas the first album was written in the middle of the pandemic, I think, or right before um, one of the two. But um, so just like the themes shift based on like the current timeline of where we're at. And so you'll, I think you'll find like, if you go back to this album that that's very noticeable just in the way, you know, her lyrics have changed for this album versus the first album. Yeah. I think the reason why I was kind of asking about that was you have artists where I think people think that it they need to change their sound up or else it's just more of the same. Like sure. The Mumford and Sons of the World, for the longest time they it was like it's the same banjo music. Or right. even or even like people talking about Adele and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean her latest album I think is is a voyage away. Sometimes not in a good way, mm-hmm. but like um her first three all kind of have a very similar essence. And so when you're thinking about this, it made me wonder if like the the trilogy was more of a cop out of I wanted to explore this sound in particular no, or if it I was... don't I mean, I don't think so. Um it's it's done in such an effective way where like they make sense as to items within the same project but they're not so similar that you would get that impression of like well this is you know evermore part b or whatever you know right yeah um no i think like they stand alone very well as individual projects but put together are still very cohesive yeah yeah because then you think about like i mean why is the first album came out back in of the trilogy was Mm -hmm. 2019 Mm -hmm. and you kind of go, you thought Beyonce was doing like one of the first pioneering these these trilogy act type situations. Where is that other act, by the way? Where's the visuals? I thought we were getting visuals. I think it's going to be a long journey we're Probably. gonna have with Beyonce. It's Probably. gonna be, yeah, like yeah. next year we're gonna get the visuals and then Probably. the following year we're gonna get the next album and then yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna. Which, I mean, the album, I'm still listening to that album, so I got time. I. It's probably going to be in the top three or four of my most listened. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like, sure. I, a part of me is like, I don't want my entire top 10 to just be Renaissance. <laughs> so I yeah. am like kind of actively trying to choose how sure. and when I listen to it. Sure. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I will have to go back and listen to Titanic and I'll have to go back to her other albums to really just understand more about her because um, she definitely does have a very... I want to say like wisp, wistful is that a word? Yeah, voice. Yeah. Like it's very it's very haunting mm-hmm. when yeah, it needs yeah, to be yeah. haunting, but mm-hmm. it also can be very kind of enchanting when it needs to be it's enchanting. Like ethereal, kind yeah, of. very yeah. ethereal. Yeah, she. It's really unique. You can you can pick it out when you hear it. You're like, oh, that's her. Yeah. I think it's good for me. It felt like it was good music because I asked you yesterday. I was like, "Could I listen to this as I work out?" <laughs> and you were like, "I don't think so." And I was, yeah. and, I mean, did I multiple times? Yes, but I wouldn't. It wouldn't be a go-to now. It, it wasn't a 
go-to for me. <laughs> it wasn't a go-to for me. And I'm glad I didn't listen to it working out. But yeah. like, it very much feels like a in my thoughts as I'm trying to like sort through things, this is the kind of music I'd want to have in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where you're not looking to like sing along or whatever else. And you're mm-hmm. kind of looking to, to have a, a, a certain mental state. I think mm-hmm. she really um, helps kind of deliver that. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of this album as a whole, I would say that it it is very cohesive. I think it's very refreshing. I I need to spend more time with it to understand Definitely, the yeah. the themes Me too. and to really be able to understand kind of like is there it's completely okay if, if there's not like some epiphany I have with the song lyrics or anything. Because totally. mm-hmm. I think even just what it does sonically is 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 really um profound mm-hmm. i'm giving this album a bop nice it's it's a it's a tentative i don't know i know i'm gonna give it a bop like no matter what but mm-hmm. i like i don't know if it's gonna be like a, a great album for me or just right. like a cohesive when you go good back album. to a lot yeah yeah yeah, totally, yeah. what totally. about you um so for me i think this is like you know how sometimes you discover new music and have you, do you ever get in your head where you're like thinking about all the emotions that you have for a song you're listening to that you've just discovered or a new artist and you're like, think of all the other music that I haven't had that experience with that if someone put it in front of me and I listened to it, I could have that. I think about that all the time. Like there's just so much good music I don't know about. Isn't so that, much. I try not to think about it too much because it makes me sad. But this is one of those moments where it's like, I really like this album. Yeah. I had that with Titanic Rising too. I wouldn't say it was quite on the level where like when I listened to NFR, I was like, I feel like my life is like kind of changed from this moment here on out, but close. Yeah. And I, so I'm going to give this a bop too. I did order the vinyl. It's mm-hmm. on its way. It's a gorgeous purple vinyl. I'm very excited for that to arrive. Um. <laughs> I, lo- I love what you were talking about in terms of like the amount of music out there and it feeling daunting. <laughs> yes. Cause I think that I, there's, I don't know about you, but I also feel like I, I'm slowly hitting the point where I'm like, no new, no new artists. <laughs> you I know what that. I mean? Yeah. A little bit. Like there's yeah. a part of me that's still very much like, I want to discover those like gems in the rough, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I don't want to put in any of the effort <laughs> I know, to just, find them. You want someone to curate it for you and, yeah. and like, here you go. Just be like, this artist, Aaron, <laughs> this is going to be your new fucking like jam. Yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I 100% feel you. It is it 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 is not a big investment to listen to a new artist or listen to a new album just like play a couple songs, but, but it, it feels, feels like it yes, is. it feels like so much emotional work for some reason. A lot of baggage, a lot of a baggage, lot of baggage, and there's so much bad music out there that you're uh, like, oh, is this gonna be one of them? Oh. I I promise to listen to more music <laughs> in 2023. You heard it here, guys. We're going to hold you to it. The bopper flop probably will return in 2023. <laughs> Looking at, you know, past years, it will probably. And you know what? Maybe maybe we try and, like, shift our focus from the artists that already are getting reviews to artists mm. that maybe aren't. Mm. Maybe, 
We'll talk about that offline because that also Who knows? we'll see what maybe we'll, we'll rebrand. <laughs> this is uh, this is our podcast, say. not yours. That's right. But if you have any feedback, feel free to send us a, we'll a DM. Listen. We'll listen. We'll listen. So we both gave it a bop. But what was your tippity top bop of the album, Aaron? You know the song that. Uh, again, this album is so cohesive and it does go together so well, and the songs really do kind of bleed into each other in a really good way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of just had to go like, I like that sound in the middle of yeah, one of the songs and sure. be like, what song was that? <laughs> and that song was "The Worst Is Done." Yes, that's let's a give good it a listen. One. Let's listen. is done such a fun little whimsical song that goes up and down all around this is the song i think you're talking about in terms of the post-covid yes yes yeah it's such a lovely song the progression is it's so beautiful the way god she just like the way she arranges everything it's just like it feels very simplistic but so right Right. Ugh. It blends the, the carefreeness with also very, a lot of intention. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the song was just a total, a total jam near the end of the album and um, truly was, was a joy to listen to. Um, Simon, what about you? What was your top bop? This is a toughie. There are three or four in the, like in the running at any time. I think I'm going to go with my gut. What it is currently, it might change next week, but for now it's Children of the Empire. Well, let's give it a listen. Let's do it. Children of the Empire. What'd you think of that one, Aaron? Did you like that? You know what? Yeah, I I really enjoyed it in the same way. I, I guess I'm, I, <laughs> I I do have a tough time right now, like distinguishing like one song from the other because they mm-hmm. all do have a very similar kind of overall feel. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it adds. It adds. Yeah. Why did you choose this one? So I really like this song. Again, just like sonically, it's a beautiful song. I think it builds in places that I wasn't expecting in ways that I wasn't expecting. And it's just a really fun journey overall. Um, I don't know if the intention of this song is like what I interpreted, but I kind of view it as a song about, you know, just like generations and, you know, you start off as the young guns and you have this way of how you want the world to be. And so you try to go about doing what you see fit to shape the world into what it is. And, for me, it's a song of like looking back on your life and like, well, hey kids, this is what you're inheriting from our generation, so good luck and right. hope you can work with it and sorry if we didn't do it perfectly. I don't know, I just, I see it as a way of like 
you know, looking at the people who came before me and, you know, the shit they did, but also the good things too, because, you know, they paved the way for us in a lot of ways, but also like you can't escape the mistakes they make because right. you're inheriting them. And then right. I, our generation is doing the same thing. And I don't know, I just, it it really just made me think about that a lot. And I really love the lyrics to the song. Yeah. Um, it also kind of makes me just think about the idea of like, some of the lyrics speak to I think um, that idea of like if you if you just reach an age of your life where you are no longer evolving and you're completely set in your ways like it's kind of like what purpose do you serve at this point uh, isn't that I literally earlier in this podcast was like I'm getting to the point where I'm like not wanting to like right is it right right but i don't <laughs> which is it's funny when you say it but i don't think it's true of you at all no no but i think it is like i do feel myself getting like a lot more kind of like ready to just be like life is life you right. know yeah you know totally like, right ride the good the good yeah no but i think about that all the time i'm like am i ever am i gonna reach an age where i'm just like I'm no longer interested in like being persuaded of new ideas and like, you know, and like, right. what would that look like? And will I be like a useful member of society if I reach that age or like, is it just like done for me? I don't know. I think about that sometimes, but. Well, the question with that kind of is also, is it like you're you just saying like can you be a functioning member of society and not being able and kind of being more stagnant with mm -hmm. your your life and i think if i would argue that as long as you're offering something good oh sure yeah no i know i think you can no matter what i just it, it, it makes me think about that kind of thing of like i i just always want to be open to like new things yeah because I, I don't know like it's so easy especially like as we're getting older and we see like the new generation who's like so uninhibited by some of the stress that we had growing up it's like it's easy to view that as like a oh well they they'll, they'll never understand like they didn't they didn't have it as hard as we did but it also like opens up a brand new perspective and that's very interesting and shouldn't be ignored i don't know i think I that kid, i think that gen z has it harder than we do you think then we had it I do. I mean, with certain things, absolutely. Social media, oh my god. Yeah. We were of that generation where, like, we were there before it happened. Right. And when it became a thing, which right. is, like, super interesting. I can't imagine raising a kid now. Can you? Oh my god. I, period ever. Period ever. But, but, like, in the dawn of... So, oh, I just... I can't. I, I don't know. It's crazy. So, I... I don't feel jealous of people growing up right now because you mm -hmm. also have like this impending doom which i don't think that like millennials necessarily caused but we because it, it definitely is a gen x thing they are the ones that like really fucked over the planet when we could have been doing things yeah we inherited a mess <laughs> and so we've just kind of been at the point now where it's like we're trying our best but it hasn't been able to do anything so we almost have, have fought, like become like pacifists to it like just don't even give three fucks about oh, yeah. the environment yeah. where it's like gen z that's truly like no fuck all y'all yeah the good news is gen z for all those listening we i think we do vote with you and we do like want to do the right thing we just aren't like the ones leading the charge yeah you know I think you're right. yeah 
but that's Gen Z. And that, that is Children of the Empire. It's <laughs> a good song. Um, good. Going on to, to biggest flop of the album. Mm-hmm. You know, the, because this album sounds so similar, it, <laughs> it's really tough for me to be able to, right. to, to pick one out. And so I do feel like I have the cop out of, of just choosing the, um, the 15 second song. Which is and in the darkness. Okay. I'm just doing it because right. I can. Because I would mm-hmm. cut that out because you get mm-hmm. so much joy from the rest of the album. Okay. What about you? Um, I would go with Twin Flame, and not because I don't like the song. I just think, you know, if I'm not choosing the 15 second song, I'm I'm doing the challenge. You're challenging yourself. Um, I I think just production wise and like lyrically it's not her best in comparison to the other offerings but I still really like the song I will I will go back um, when I listen again and I'll pick apart Twin Flame and yeah, I'll, find, I'll find out why it's a big flop <laughs> horrible right horrible about. you're horrible <laughs> well we did it we got through the album we got through the album can you believe it you know we are <laughs> thriving we're pushing through we're getting it done as we do, business bitches. And now we just have one final segment. That's right. That's a single obsession. That's right. And I mean, other thing, FYI, just one that we I don't think we mentioned at all is this is coming out on Thanksgiving. Oh. So, leaders, we're so thankful for you. So thankful for you. We're so thankful that you listen some weeks and other weeks. I think that I'm 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 starting to discover that a lot of our leaders pick and choose. They they go through binge cycles. Hey. We're busy people. They're busy people. Busy people. I understand. And I will never not get joy out of someone coming up to me and just commenting on the podcast. Like, hey, love the podcast. Love this episode in particular. Whatever it is. It tickles me. Or just like them being like, you are so wrong on your opinion. Love that that too. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, Because great. A lot of times I'm so far removed from it that I'm like, I don't even know what I said. Honestly, sometimes <laughs> we review something and then like we're on to the next. Yeah. Like we we got things to do. And I'll be like, I don't even remember what I said about that album. <laughs> nope. No, no, no. <laughs> but anyways, Aaron, what was your single obsession? What are you listening to on repeat? Yeah. So um, this is me picking out a song from an album because the album is one that I really enjoyed going through. Um, I wouldn't, I think I'm probably going to listen to the album on repeat, but mm-hmm. When I was looking to find Wise Blood, I noticed that our girl Honey Dijon That's right. put out a new album this week, too. And I need to listen to it. It is fire. Gasoline. It is very <sighs> the black feminine story um, woven into some just like really good house beats. Fuck yeah. Channel Trace. And so the song I'm giving uh, some energy to here today is Show Me Some Love. With Honey Dijon in Channel Trace? Hell yes. I love Honey Dijon. I saw that this was released. I just have not listened yet. It's going to be my weekend. Oh, yeah. Go to. I can't wait. What about you? Um, I just kind of randomly, also in my Wise Blood exploration, I think maybe like a radio started playing, a Wise Blood radio, you know? Yeah. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and I discovered a song called Depths Part One, and it's by Yumi Zuma. And it's, it's just a total earworm. Well, there you go. Like, yeah, in, in, in like, a Wise Blood kind of way or in, like, a... Um, a little more poppy. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, still kind of that, like, indie-ish kind of vibe, you know? We, we love. love. We love. So I'll give it a, I give it a shot. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, and thank you for giving, and... And, and thanks, Living. 
And thanks, living. That's right. Simon, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at the realist Simon. You can also find me on Spotify. Follow my little here, there, everywhere playlist. It's called I Love This Playlist. How about you, Aaron? You can find me at the Aaron on all socials. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still on Twitter. I don't know. I don't know. For now, we'll see. Who knows? And uh, yeah, you can follow the podcast on Bopper Flop Podcast on Instagram. Yep. And that's all we have time for here today. That's it. That's it. Now get out. Get out. (laughs) Love you.